Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Welcome, 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 everyone to another exciting installment of the Real Film Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Matt Hinshaw on the internets at Hinshaw Photo Everywhere. That is right. I am a photographer. I take pictures in a podcast. Makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. Anyways, with me as always, from the East Coast in Intercourse, Pennsylvania, my good buddy, Mysterious Mike Talent. Hey, everyone. So, Mike, let's just go ahead and get into it. Mike, what are you drinking today? <sighs> oh, man. So, I'm, I'm drinking a bit of the same thing as usual. It's uh, drama juice from Epic Brewing. Uh, it's that uh, New England-style uh, India Pale Ale. And uh, I just love it a lot, so that's what I'm drinking. You and your Ippas. Yep. You love them Ippas. Well, I still have a few of these left over from uh, the uh, Oak Creek Canyon uh, Brewing in Sedona, the uh, Amber Ale. It is a delightful beer. No matter what Steve Stockmar, my recent house guest, says, it's a good beer because he, much like you... Mr. Talent is an IPA fan, and uh, clearly there's something wrong with both of you. Uh, yeah, yep. We really like it bitter, man. You know, we're just bitter people. See, and I have enough bitterness in life that I don't need to add any more. Ah, I see, I see. Said the blind man to the deaf dog. Oh, that was bad. That was really bad, dude. That's a terrible joke, dude. Congratulations. That's you got wh- yours. That's one of those old jokes, you know? I think my grandpa was the one that said that to me. (laughs) Nice, dude. Nice. Rest in peace, grandpa. He was a good man. All right, Mike. So we are talking about a movie that opened the same week as a gigantic blockbuster, and it is going by the wayside, and nobody really cares. And that is The Kid. So, Mike, go ahead. uh, Give us the wrap on The Kid. All right. Uh, The Kid was uh, directed by Vincent D'Onofrio. It's writers Andrew Lanham. Uh, it's starring Chris Pratt, Vincent D'Onofrio, Leela George, Ethan Hawke, Dane DeHaan, Adam Baldwin. Who's and, not a Baldwin brother, by the way, people. <laughs> and uh, the story of a young boy who witnesses Billy the Kid's encounter with Sheriff Pat Garrett. Nice. Nice. All right, Mike. So, um... I thought this movie was okay. I didn't think it was great. Uh, what really, really, I think, sets it apart, that uh, makes it good, better than uh, anything else, is the cinematography and the acting. They are both just out of this world. For me, what really just stinks up this whole movie is this story. I was not a huge fan of the story whatsoever. It's an interesting twist on the story of Billy the Kid, but it just, it didn't grab me. I, you know, I mean, it's not horrible, but it just wasn't my thing. Yeah, this this movie, uh, yeah, the uh, for me, I really wanted the whole movie to be about Billy the Kid, and instead, it's kind of this intertwining of a couple different stories. And Billy Clid's Billy the Kid is included, but 
it was just, eh, you know. Yeah, he is definitely not the main protagonist in this film. It is the young kid, hence the play on words with the kid, because they pull you in thinking it's going to be Billy the Kid. The main people that are on the movie poster is um, uh, Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. But in the bottom, you see who it really is about. It's about the young kid and his sister and their uncle, played by Chris Pratt. It's not bad. I just didn't, you know, I wanted it more to be about Billy the Kid and Pat Garrett. But, hey, you know, whatever. Yeah, it it, it was still kind of cool. I mean, the West and, you know, this felt like an authentic kind of, Wild West movie. I mean, they. I don't even know if they ever really, really. Well, I guess they said they were in New Mexico, right? They're, yeah, they're in. Uh, well, Billy the Kid's story, uh, it historically takes place in most of New Mexico. He pops into Arizona every now and then, and he pops into Mexico proper every now and then. But for the most part, he mostly lived out his days in New Mexico. And okay, yeah. What's really interesting is this movie was filmed in New Mexico. It was not filmed in Lincoln County where Billy the Kid took place. This was actually entirely filmed in Santa Fe. Oh, that is it kind of interesting. So, I and when they say Santa Fe, I'm sure it's not, you know, it's in and around Santa Fe because Santa Fe is a town. So this is probably more on the outskirts of Santa Fe. As you see, there is no town like by today's standards in it, which is a good thing. They could have digitally taken it out, but I doubt it. They probably just went a little farther out so they didn't see actual Santa Fe. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking they did. But yeah, it was kind of neat to actually, you know, this film, a lot of it does take place in Santa Fe, and they did film it in Santa Fe, so that was pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, it is kind of neat when they actually film the movie, at least somewhat in the region of uh, the country that they they're supposed to be at so i like that as well well for me at the bare minimum even trying to be in the state that where said story took place makes a huge difference especially in historical stuff i mean as much as i love tombstone and how well tombstone was done tombstone was not filmed where you and i grew up no no not at all or oh god dude the worst one though the worst one that pisses me off the most Again, a really good, fun Western, fantastic Western is 310 to Yuma. Oh, yeah, man. You, yeah. That one the way was, they represented oh, Bisbee was yeah, terrible. It was so bad, dude. Bisbee, as I like to explain to people that have never been there, Bisbee's kind of like a miniature San Francisco. It's in hills and mountains, and it's very steep, and there's houses dotting all over these hills. And in 310 to Yuma, it was completely flat. It looked more like Tombstone than it did Bisbee. Yeah, that was that was depressing for me. Yeah, it was bad. That was again, great movie, great western, especially modern day western, but god, dude, and they filmed that thing almost entirely in New Mexico. Yeah, this movie actually reminded me a little bit of 310 to Yuma. Some of the aspects of kind of idolizing somebody and being young and yeah, idolizing Western, the villain. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It was somewhat similar to that. I mean, not obviously not completely, but some of that stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hear you. I hear you. I enjoyed it, man. I mean, 310 to Yuma was great. A, a great story, great acting. 
This one, like I said, the cinematography was really good. I think Vincent D'Onofrio's directing was really, really good. Um, the uh, young kid that plays the uh, the main character, not Billy the Kid. I'm spacing on his freaking name. Oh, hold on. Right now. Um, Jake Schur, he played Rio. Yeah. He either did, much like my take on Brie Larson in Captain Marvel, he either did like a really, really good, solid job at acting, or it just fell apart. There was kind of like no in-between. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. I can see that. He was just kind of all over the place. There was a few scenes where I'm just like, really? You're trying to show emotion and it's not coming off like whatsoever. But then there were other scenes where he was showing emotion and he was just killing it. So I don't know. Maybe that's just because he's young. Maybe it's because he's, you know, it's he's only done a handful of films. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure either, Matt. I'm not sure either. Uh, it, but again, if he keeps practicing and keeps getting roles and stuff, I'm sure he'll be a really good talent in his older years, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, all right, Mike. Anything else you want to add about the kid before we start getting into the spoiler section? Because, uh, th- again, like a lot of movies we talk about, especially this one, it's hard not to discuss it without uh spoiling it i mean i think i got my feelings about it across pretty well do you feel like you did uh yeah i i i like this movie uh it's it's always good um i'm partial to seeing western movies maybe because i grew up in the west and it's somewhat close to kind of where i grew up well yeah Um, definitely i mean i'm the same way you and i grew up down the street from each other practically so we definitely do have the old West tied to our bones and our blood, even though it's not the old West when we were growing up here. <laughs> yeah. So I'm always going to be partial to these kind of movies. And, uh, you know, I, I, I like this one for the most part. It's not amazing, but it was still pretty, pretty good. It was, it was nice to watch a, a well-executed movie. I think the direction on this movie was pretty good. It is just kind of the story is just meh. It just, I don't know. It just wasn't the best, but... Yeah, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't anything special. Yeah, so uh, I guess that's all I would have to say, I you know, uh, without spoiling it, so... Okay, okay. Well, and you know, one thing I was just thinking about, too, is in modern day, and when I say modern day filmmaking, I'd say probably since you and I have graduated high school, so probably, I don't know, the past... 19 almost 20 years now jesus now i feel old thanks mike oh wait i did it to myself i didn't even do anything but uh i'm sorry (laughs) but um the western genre is one you really don't see much anymore i mean i can think of a handful of westerns since i graduated high school 310 to 1 310 to yuma being one of them and it seems like that's one of those genres that's kind of falling apart. I don't know. Maybe it's because the superhero world is just taking over everything and everybody is trying to capitalize on that. But I think if you do a really, really well done, well written, well acted Western, you'll get people to go see it. I mean, Tombstone, you know, that was done when we were, I think we we're in high school or middle school. I don't remember. Um, I think that was like uh, 92. 
92? Hold on. I thought it was uh, like 95. To, to the internets. To the Stand by, Matt. Start, start uh, talking. 93. 93. Oh, man. I thought it was 95. Anyway, so yeah, we were fairly young, but that movie did great at the box office. Yeah, no, it, it was, uh, and, you know, to this day, like, even though, even though it doesn't quite represent where it was actually at 100%, I really enjoyed that movie. It was just good filmmaking. It was really cool, you know, Val Kilmer and and Sam Elliott and you know um Oh, now I'm thinking um Kurt Russell? Kurt Russell, yeah. Uh were just awesome, you know, and and even Bill Paxton, rest in peace, buddy. Yeah. Bill Bill Paxton was one of the brothers. Oh yeah. So that was just that was just a good western. I'm trying to think. Was there has there been any other real good western that's come out since 310? Like I feel like 310 was the best one in a little while. Well, I have not watched, and it's one that's on the list for us to do as a tributary. But uh, the one we're doing for Thursday, I think, is a little more timely. But is the Ballad of Buster Scruggs? Oh yeah, no, I haven't watched that either. Yeah, and that's uh, done by the um, the Cohen brothers, right? right? That's their uh-huh. Cohen, the latest Cohen brothers thing, right? And it actually originally was supposed to be a show, and it ended up being compressed into a bunch of small stories into a movie. So, but yes, I would like to watch that and talk about that one. That's on on my list per my personal pick list. So we'll get to it eventually. But uh, the one we're talking about on Thursday just came out on Netflix. Both Mike and I were very excited to watch it and talk about it. And I think a lot of people are watching it and that's a uh, triple frontier. I mean, God, what a cast, you know? Yeah, no. Yeah. It's got a big time cast. Uh, you know, this is, I mean, Hollywood is definitely worried about these kind of movies. Well, and you know, to get back on the topic of uh, Tombstone, you know the majority of Tombstone was filmed in Arizona. It just was not Southeast Arizona. Yeah, no, I I do. I do know that, but I, I still felt it was kind of a sham. Yeah, it, it was filmed at Old Tucson Studios before the Great Fire that pretty much wiped it out, and it hasn't been the same since. Yep. I mean, I remember I can point out like scenes when you watch Tombstone exactly where that was. Cause I mean, you remember when we, when we were kids, that was like my birthday thing for a long time. Um, for those of you who are not my friend, I was born in October. So we used to go to old Tucson studios every year, right around my birthday. It might not be my actual birthday, but right around it because old Tucson studios still does do this um they do like a halloween thing kind of like universal does and it's with um uh movie accurate uh blood guts and gore and they have shows and they have like one maybe two haunted houses but the whole place it's turns into like halloween-esque at night in october and that was like the thing we did on my birthday for a long period of time until it got really expensive yeah, and they have like like uh, train robberies, but like yeah, you know, yeah, the, yeah, all that, all this. It's kind of fun. It, it is fun for for growing up as a kid. It was great, and now you go to Universal, and Universal is enormous and twenty houses and all this stuff. Back then, it was yeah, the haunted train ride, and the train would slow down at some point, and guys would come out of the bushes and rob you and stuff. And yeah, it was fun. 
it was fun. I enjoyed it growing up as a kid. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. I don't remember what they call it. Uh, Nightfall. I just realized. I just remember that they called it Nightfall at Old Tucson Studios. Oh yeah. Okay. So. Anyways, that was that was a freaking blast. I love that. But I can I can go and I can point out like exactly where that building was back then and stuff. But like I said, that big fire took all almost that whole freaking studio out and next almost all those buildings don't exist anymore. Not not, you know, some of them they did rebuild like the church and stuff like that. I mean not church, the mission which is they use it as a church and stuff. But like most of the stuff on Main Street burn and it's just anyways. Not to get too off topic. All right. Well, Mike, um, let's go ahead. Let's get into our spoiler discussion with this one question. Mike, how does 2019's The Kid relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Uh, well, uh, this one is very easy, uh, considering it's starring uh, Chris Pratt, and uh, Chris Pratt is uh, Peter Quill in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 1, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and Avengers Infinity War. What? No way. Yes. <laughs> Dude, What? speaking of Chris Pratt, what do you think, how do you think he did as a villain? Um, I thought he was pretty good, but I feel like his character was underutilized in this movie. I feel like he could have been more. Like, he seemed very, uh, you know, uh, like a bad guy and stuff, but I felt like they didn't... I mean, just having him in this movie was good, but they didn't really utilize him. I don't know. That's... Yeah, he didn't make enough appearances. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know the other one that that just drove me freaking nuts, just absolutely nuts, was the make the makeup, his beard specifically was just so bad. It was so bad, dude. It was awful. You didn't notice that, Mike? Yeah, no, no, it was. Uh, I was taking a drink, <laughs> oh, Matt. Sorry. Oh, oh, Mike was um, taking a drink. Sorry, uh, uh, drink uh, break. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, it was bad. But for the most part, that didn't distract me as much as I just felt like he wasn't utilized. Like, I wanted to see more of him, not because I knew he was in this movie, but I thought he could be a good bad guy, and it was just... Well, yeah. He wasn't really... He wasn't really... He's in in very first couple minutes, and then he's in it for the last couple minutes. Like, he's not in it for... I'd say he's in the movie less than... 15 minutes it's probably a little bit longer than that but yeah it's it's not a whole lot that's for sure and it's kind of depressing because he is top build (laughs) you know he really is when ethan hawk is really has a lot more in here and even dean dahan has a lot more in here but it's just yeah they i would love to see chris pratt do another villain role in another film down the line. Yeah, um, Matt, uh, speaking of Western movies, uh, I was just trying to think of another Western that I'd seen recently. And, uh, well, recent is in quotation marks. The last Western I remember seeing that was pretty good was True Grit, and that was a remake. Yeah, that was and, good. I did enjoy and that. that. Was, 
and that was 2010. Really? So has it really yeah, been that dude. long? Yeah, and it's starring Haley Steinfeld, the the girl who's in uh, Bumblebee and all that stuff, and she was a lot younger. So it was like, and you know Jeff Bridges and Matt Damon and Josh Brolin. So wow, dude, that was a good movie. I did enjoy that. I I have yet to watch the original, but I did enjoy the remake quite a bit, and mostly, yes, Jeff Bridges did a great job, but mostly Haley Steinfeld. I mean, she. She really is just wow. She did so good. Yeah. So I think that was the first role I actually remember seeing her in, uh, where she was like the starring role, and and she's kind of just continued to grow as an actress and stuff. So you know, it's been that, but that was the last I think good western that I can remember. Mm. It's too bad, man. It's really, it's really just going by the wayside again. I, I love my superhero movies. I love my comic book movies, but you got to have a little bit of variety in Western. I mean, you can't get more American than the Western. Well, I, I was thinking about this the other day uh, when I was driving down to the Rattlers. Actually, yesterday when I was driving down to shoot the Rattlers game yesterday, I was like, you know, I was just thinking while I was driving. The comic book hero is really kind of a American creation as well. Uh, now, um, Dungeons and Dragons and fantasy and stuff like that is more of like a British European creation. But comic book heroes, you know, if you can think about it, it really kind of started with uh, Superman. And so maybe comic book heroes are starting to become the new Western. I don't know. You know, in a weird way... That kind of actually makes sense, but I still miss the original westerns and stuff. And I, I agree, know. man. I love westerns. I mean, one of you know, I I don't want to talk too too much about it, but one of my all time favorite westerns ever is a good old fashioned spaghetti western starring Mr. Clint Eastwood, um, the good, the bad, the ugly. I mean, that movie... Ah, oh, man, you you beat me to it. I was going to talk about Clint Eastwood. I felt like he really helped define the genre. Yeah, that movie is long as shit. It has some boring parts, but it is so good. Oh. Everything Clint Eastwood has done for us, man. We're letting him down. Now, it's, it's, it amazes me that Clint Eastwood is still in the game, man. It's, I mean, it's, it's awesome, it's just incredible that he's still directing, still even starring in movies. I mean, the guy's, uh, you know, he's in his late 80s, and he's still just doing stuff. I mean, it's so cool. You know, he loves it. You know, he absolutely just loves it and wants to do stuff, because there's no other reason to continue. Dude, what if Clint Eastwood did, like, a, a Western, like, today? Like, he was some, like, old, like, super grizzled, washed-up, like, cowboy and like it's that transition between uh the old west and modern day how interesting would that be i don't know man uh you know when he did unforgiven which has been quite a few years now that was like the mid 90s or early 90s it was so good and i was just blown away like that movie was so good i mean it's sad but man was that a good movie I don't know if he could ever top that, and I kind of wonder if he ever is like, yeah, that was really good. I don't think I can top that. And so he's just never done it again. <laughs> Dude, that's a good point. That's a very, very good point. All right, so, Mike, let's get back on the kid. 
Um, the story is, like I said, it's not horrible. It's not great, though. It's clearly a story about morality and a story about domestic violence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, morality and de- domestic violence and, and you know, uh, I guess good versus evil. I don't know. Like, which is, I guess, morality. But the... Well, not so much good versus evil. It's morality. I mean, think about it. Ethan Hawke was talking about how he killed a man and went and turned himself in. And the sheriff said, well, you didn't because he was drunk and he was trying to hurt you kind of thing. And then, spoilers again, the young kid kills his father after his father literally sat there and beat his mother to death. So is that he murdered him or he was defending himself? I mean, it's it again, that's where the whole thing about morality comes in. And that's just a small yeah. sliver for this movie. Yeah, no, you're you're right. It it's yeah. Um I did I, I did like this movie for the most part though. Like it still has a decent flow to it and stuff and it's it's an okay movie. It's just not great. It it has that problem like uh, our last pod where the title of the film tries to tell you it's one thing or you assume it's one thing and it comes off as something else. I mean, you really think this is a movie about Billy the Kid and Pat Garrett and it is not. I mean, they're characters but they are side characters. They are not the main characters. Oh yeah, yeah. It it. I mean, it definitely lured me in with the kid. Because why would I go see a movie that you know where Billy the yes. kid is in only half of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and that that's for sure. They definitely lured us in with that. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's uh, it's just that's interesting. It's two movies in a row now that we've reviewed that's like that, but. Anyways, it's the story is the only thing that I really had much of an issue with in here. And like I alluded to, this will be the third or fourth time. It's okay. It's not incredible, but it's okay. The The cinematography was shocking. I thought the cinematography was really good. Yeah, it did have some good cinematography. I was sitting there thinking about it. Actually, when I was uh, you know, watching the movie, I was like, you know, this this movie's pretty well shot. I was like, uh, I like this. There's a lot of scenes in here that I haven't seen done that way. Like, for instance, when uh, um, Dave Rudabaugh is hung and the young kid is up there and how they shot that with Rudabaugh, like, hanging down through the gallows and the kid has, like, his head above the gallows and they're matching eyes and stuff. Never seen a hanging shot like that. That was really neat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, super impactful. Like, that was a really interesting way of doing it. And uh, I, I, I like that as well. Yeah. No, that was, that was cool. There, this, this movie has a lot of cool stuff in it. It's just not quite, I don't know. It just didn't quite do it for us, you know? Like, we weren't, I don't know. Yeah. It hits we, a certain level, but it doesn't get to the peak. Yeah, it just stays at that level, right? Like a like a mid level, not a not a like high awesome level. All right, well then, Mike, since uh, you're already teasing it, let's go ahead. How many reels do you give the kid? Uh, I'm gonna give uh, the kid three reels out of five because uh, it was a, you know it was entertaining and I liked it and I would recommend you see it. 
So, uh, you know, we don't have a lot of Western movies anyway, so I, I think you should see this one. It was, it was good. Uh, it's a little bit, it's a little bit, uh, violent, but I wouldn't say it's too crazy. I mean, there's definitely some shootouts and things here and there, but it's not too bad. I guess the, the scene we were just talking about, the hanging is probably the most intense. Well, there's some shootouts towards the end and things, but yeah, it's not, it's not awful. You know, you don't want to take a young kid to it, that's for sure. But I think if it pops up on Netflix or Amazon or something like that, like it probably will, uh, definitely sit down and take a watch. Do you have to go see it in the theaters? Eh, maybe not. If you've seen Captain Marvel already, there's not a whole lot out there. Sure, go ahead, go see this. And you really want to go see a movie? Do it. This will be worth it. You're not going to be disappointed. Yeah, for sure. This this one is something that you could go watch and you won't be disappointed. It is entertaining. It's a it's It's a decent movie. All right, now, as I was discussing with my good buddy, uh, photographer extraordinaire for the Arizona Republic, Patrick, yesterday at the Rattlers game, that's one things we one of the things we do between uh, plays, we sit there and talk about movies. It's hilarious. Um, <laughs> nice, nice. What was Patrick talking about? Well, we were talking about Captain Marvel a little bit, and I was telling him we were going to talk about this, and he's like, oh, yeah? Let me guess. You're going to give it a three or a three and a half, because that's what you give every single movie. I'm like, no. That is not true. I gave Ghostbusters a five. <laughs> well, hey, man, you know, uh, what was what was uh, Mortal Engines? What did you give that? Did you give that a half or a no, full? No, you gave it a half. I gave it a one. I think I gave it a one. Uh, uh, all right. All right. So there you go. Mortal Engines. Yeah, that was hot garbage. So anyways, just for you, Patrick... I am going to give the kid, just like Mike, a three out of five. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, nice. It's good to see that you're not influenced by this out for uh, you know the this this these outside forces. You know, like I said, I thought the cinematography was great. The acting was good. At for the most part, the story just falls short, and I put a lot of weight on the story. I really do. Yeah, and and this story was just okay, and so yeah, I agree with you, man. The, the, you know, but I, I I liked a lot of aspects of this movie, so it it, it was a it was kind of a good movie to come out. Uh, unfortunately, it came out against Captain Marvel, and it's just gonna follow fall away to the wayside. I don't know. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, seriously, Captain Marvel is what they've already. They're getting close to 500 million worldwide or something. I mean, that's crazy. Uh, dude, that, that is crazy. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's great. For, it's great to see uh, Disney just killing it. But wow, it's amazing, man. Uh, we, we have this conversation a lot at work. Disney is pretty much taking over the world. And when they uh, on March 20th take over Fox, they're going to have everything. Like there's there's gonna be hardly anything that's not them. What a day in history, March twentieth. <laughs> yeah, y- yes, it is. Oh, <laughs> uh, see, I'm just wondering if, like, uh, in South Park, you know, South Park has Amazon becoming the company store. I wonder if Disney's gonna become the company store, and we just have to buy everything and anything Disney, and watch anything and everything Disney. Like everything's just gonna be Disney. 
<clears throat> yeah, we'll get mouse uh, mouse IPA. It'll be you know, and and there'll be like mouse loggers and and everything's just at the company store. Yeah, we're we're yeah. in trouble, Mike. We're in trouble. We're in trouble for sure. All right. Well, anything else you want to add about the kid before we uh, sign off? Uh, no, I think I've said everything I wanted to say, and uh, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, thanks everybody for listening and, uh, catch us on our next pod. Thank you for listening to the real film nerds. Now don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at real film nerds. Now go out and catch a movie.